How'd you guys do tonight? Oh, I mean, I'm feeling I good. I did not have a good night. If if the Warriors win tonight, this will be another another low key casual parlay one for me. That's it. That's just another another every, six leg parlay. Every that we cash. every money line bet. It's just another low key parlay that we cash. Every money line bet except the Nets hit for me. Oh. It happens That's in my parlay. Ryan, Ryan at so one frustrating. point has just gotten over it that they hit. They just like I've I've had two I've had two parlays tonight that have gone down to the last leg, and it's it's done. Oh, always to me too. It's I have the most not frustrating thing in the world. <laughs> I just don't acknowledge it anymore because it's ridiculousness. I made some friends tonight. I made some enemies. A friend tonight, Jaron Jackson Jr. over fifteen and a half points. Thank you, Jaron. I always knew you had it in you, kid, even though you shoot the ball like my grandmother. Uh, I had <laughs> Paolo over seven and a half boards. He's always a friend. He plays for my magic. Uh, I had the over in the Grizzlies-Hornets game. They were a friend to me. And the Grizzlies minus six were a friend to me as well. The Phoenix Suns plus six. A friend, friend to, to me. me. The Toronto Raptors tonight, not a friend to me. They have not been a friend to me all year long. Stay in the six, bums. Stay in the six, you bums. bums. The under. In the game, though, Bucks Raptors, a friend to me. Kyrie Irving, definitely not a friend to me. Rooting against you this year, bud. Under 26 and a half points, he goes. He's finished with 25, guys. Mm-hmm. And the Brooklyn Nets, not a friend to me. So overall, pretty good night, except for Kyrie, the Brooklyn Nets, and, of course, the Toronto Raptors, who I hate. Are the Raptors okay? They gotta no. Just, the, no, I, no, they're not. I, so Nick Nurse gets fired, right? Probably. And they yep. trade who, though? Siakam? Uh, maybe OG. Probably get a lot for OG. Probably get a lot for Fred Van. I mean, you could trade all those guys for a lot of They picks. could gut that Siakam. entire roster. For and... a lot. I mean, you would get a lot for that. You'd be able to trade Siakam for three first-round picks, probably. Why can't they score? Well, they've got... Here's the thing. Ooh. When you make your entire... And I would say this to Nick's face, so this is not anything like... That's too controversial. But your entire rosters, besides Fred Van Fleet, is six seven to six nine. Like, not all those guys are gonna be uh deep threat snipers that can put the ball on the floor, who can get you an easy bucket. Like Gary Trent Jr. is one of their best three point scorers, and they're ready to trade him. Yeah. Like some nights Siakam can't score. Some night OG Ananobi can't score. OG Ananobi only had 14 points. That's well below his potential. He should be getting 20 points a night, like very easily. And I think that they're kind of selfish players. Like, I think they all are kind of selfish. They're not playing for one another. Yeah, I didn't think they're going to be, like, title contenders. But, man, they're, what, six, seven games below 500 now. This is terrible. Which team has been a bigger disappointment to you guys, the Suns or the Raptors? Talking Raptors. about two teams that are just falling off of a cliff. i got to be honest. Probably the Suns. I would go Suns. You know, and, and I kind of I, I think— I've always felt like the Raptors have been overachieving. Yeah, and, and I think, like, the Suns kind of missed their window, even though they've only failed twice now. Yeah. And they were— Again, they were the bubble team that went undefeated and didn't even get to the playoffs in the bubble. But um, just because Chris Paul, I just I, I think we've seen the best of Chris Paul, and I don't think they're going to be able to really acquire anybody that could get them over that little hump that they're in right now. So I, I but I'd still say Phoenix is. I still thought that'd be like a 56-57 win team that would get eliminated in the Western Conference Finals. But with the Raptors, they have some nice pieces. But at best, I thought they were probably a second round exit. Yeah, I agree. So I've got some semi sort of breaking news, possibly breaking news. According to Pro Football Talk, momentum is currently pointing towards Bills-Bengals not being resumed with AFC playoff seeding based on winning percentage following the outcome of the Week 18 games. Yeah. 
That's which kind of what we thought. Kind isn't of it? feels like the best way to balance it out. They're not going to go back and play that game. So it's Kansas too hard to... City then ends up getting the one seed. The logistics just won't work out because then what are you doing? You could either take away the Pro Bowl week, but I don't want that. I like the Pro Bowl week. I want the best product for Super Bowl week. I would much rather have Bills Bengals though. Like it's next, not even a Pro next, Bowl now. It's like no, it's I don't like care. A I don't care about, no, it's, it's a flag football game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to watch the that. Rest. You just want the rest. Yeah, I want guys. I want the extra. I want the extra rest. You want to see Micah Hyde? I like Super Bowl media Super week. Bowl. You know, I like to see so somebody show up and ask Tom Brady to marry him and stuff like that. No, I don't care about that. But let's say somebody's got a little minor injury. Maybe Alan Lazard gets dinged up in the NFC title game. I want him fully healthy for when we meet the Bills. They meet the Bills <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I like that extra week. I do. Um, I think it's needed. This time of year. It's needed for us, too. Yeah. Getting our thoughts squared away. And it gives us get, extra time. Yeah. The, the player props the get released. millions of yeah. props in that you, game. You know why I want it, yeah. damn it. Because yeah. I want to bet my overs immediately. Monday, and then I want to bet my unders, unders later on, right yep. before the game. So I like that week. Uh, I don't want to see anything change. I think that that's what you do. Just call it a draw if you need be. So with that, the Bengals would not be able to get the one seed, but no. the Bills would with a win and a Kansas City loss. Yeah, against because the, the the Bills are going to seven and a half point favorites right now against uh, New England, and then New England loses that game, and then Miami loses, and then the Steelers, if they're able to win, that's how that still gets them back into the playoffs. So that seems like. Wh- that makes the most sense because whatever you do is not going to be perfect here, but it made it more difficult to try and squeeze the rest of that game in and then go on to the next game and figure out how you're going to do it. Now, look, during COVID, the NFL played games on Wednesdays, on Tuesdays. like They've been able to adapt to certain situations before, and this would be one game, but it's harder because you're on the back end of the regular season and you're getting ready for the playoffs, you can't start moving unless they move then playoff games to midweek, and then you're really starting to just back things up as it goes farther and farther out, so you give these guys enough time to rest. It's not the NBA where you can squeeze in back-to-backs. You're not doing back-to-backs in the NFL. Right. No, no. And, and especially when we're talking about right now, player uh, yeah. health and safety, yeah. obviously. As long as the Chiefs take care of business, which I think they probably do on Saturday anyway, this really doesn't matter. I just, there wasn't, like you said, there wasn't going to be a perfect scenario here, and it's... uh something that you don't see ever. And ever. So I have no problem with it, and I don't think any of these teams will. It's not like anybody's going to get screwed over where they're not getting in. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you want home field advantage, especially now because you only get the one by. But at the end of the day, this circumstance, I think everybody's going to be just fine with it. I mean, the Bengals pretty much came out and said, hey, you know, whatever the Bills want to do here, we're fine with. If you're the Bills, you're like, hey, we're just worried about the health and safety of our guy right now. I mean, obviously, we still have Super Bowl aspirations, but right now, what's more important is just uh, this guy's, our teammate's survival in life. Right. And uh, then if you're the Chiefs, probably just take care of business this week anyway, and then everything works out. But I think that's the best way to do it. I don't want to see that game played like a week later. It wouldn't feel like a real game. I think it would honestly, it'd probably be even worse mentally for the players to go back out there and... Really, they're literally picking, they would be picking up from where the play happened. Yeah, man. For sure. Ex- exactly. And that would, that would be on their minds right away. We're stepping onto the field in the exact spot where we saw one of the most horrible things we've ever seen. On a, was the most horrible thing you've ever seen on a football field. Yeah, I can't get the looks of the players' faces. How, like, how are you, how are you like, ever going to do it? and Josh Allen are hugging. And, and just the fall, too. You see a guy like Stephon Diggs yep. who, I love Stephon Diggs. And you're on social media or you're watching him before the game. He's bringing fans out on the field to play catch. He's signing autographs. He was doing rock, paper, scissors with the fan. Big smile on his face always. And you just like, man, I mean, uh, brutal, brutal situation. That was, that's tough. I mean, it's still really tough. So yeah, 
yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, that's the best way to do it. Though. It is. And I think most people will accept it and it won't be one of those situations where they're like, they didn't handle this right because there is no perfect way. And you just, it, it doesn't guarantee everybody's, in fact, I would guarantee you they're not all mentally ready to go in week 18. Even players outside of the Bills organization, outside yeah. of the Bengals organization, you are going to have NFL players all around the league thinking about this this week. Yeah, it's as rare as it could possibly be. One in a million chance that an injury like that happens on the field. But it did now. It's happened. Lightning struck. Do you think, I thought about this, do you think that players that have had significant injuries that they're dealing with or close calls, for example, Tula, do you think that players like that, not necessarily him specifically, but players in that range, think about possibly retiring after seeing that? Yes, yeah, I would I think, do so. think so too. Yeah. Remember, there was the rash of early retirements because of concussions yep. when it was really starting to gain momentum about the long-term effects of concussions. So there's a good chance that players will be like, "This isn't worth it for me. I've made millions already. I don't need any more." You may have some guys retire young. You may have some guys retire a couple of years in before they would have. But yeah, I, I almost guarantee there will be that will be crossing players' minds this offseason. Yeah, without a doubt, especially like the players close to the situation. Maybe, you know, like you said, older players. Imagine if you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you know, do I want now those guys? I feel I don't I think they'll be back both of those guys. But yeah, I mean, they're protected a lot differently, too. I mean, you can still obviously take a hit, but it is a different situation as a quarterback standing in the pocket. Yeah, I don't know if anybody walks away or anything like that, but I definitely think some guys are probably having Mm -hmm. second thoughts. And I think that that's just with any injury, you know, like concussions, torn ACLs. I think it's hard enough just to watch your teammate get carted off the field. It is. A devastating injury like that. I mean, And let's be honest. Like, Micah Hyde's not playing right now because of a neck injury. That right there is devastating. That's a nasty injury, too. Absolutely. Same thing with with Dane. What's his last name? Dane. He was the he's a cornerback for the Bills as well. Oh yeah, um, Jackson. Dane Jackson. Jackson. Dane yeah. Jackson. I wanted to say Dane Cook because of the comedian, and I was like, it's just <laughs> not coming out yeah. of my mind. Where's Dane? Yeah, Cook Dane been? Dane Jackson had a neck injury as yeah. well, and that's you know someone who has known. Ryan I've, I've talked yeah. to I've talked to players that have had like significant injuries in their careers, and they, uh, the common timeline and like mindset seems to be, it takes a year mentally to get over that injury. Like, for example, torn ACL, your games, early games back the following season, guys are falling around your leg. Like, you're thinking about that. It's not, it's, it's on your mind. You're remembering what happened before. So it's not just the physical overcoming of an injury. Yeah. It's the mental side of it, too. And, oh, you know, yeah. we learn more and more about how the mental side of sports and mental health is so massively important. And it's good. Our, look, our society, the sports industry, everything has made tons of strides with that. But this is going to be now the greatest example of that with what everybody saw. Like, these players all should be in therapy. They should. They should all talk to a a therapist if they're not already. A lot of athletes have sports psychologists they already talk to. It's great. There's guys like Kirk Cousins do, like, brain training. They do all kinds of things. These players will have to overcome this, and it will take a long time. Oh, yeah, you hear about that with NFL players all the time. Like, they worry about their brain so much that a lot of guys will go back to school just because they want to keep learning things. They want to keep it working, keep yep. it moving. Yeah. Yeah, I, and it's and it's like that, I mean, in a lot of sports. I mean, you know, you'll see a guy, maybe he has a separated shoulder, and then the first half of the next season, he doesn't want to make a hit. He doesn't want to tackle. 100%. Yeah. It's all about getting yeah. back out there because the fear is going to be there. Basketball players, Derrick Rose, how long did it take him to get back on the floor even after they cleared him? The first time you cut, 
get back out there in live action. Kawhi Leonard twice. Hell, man. I mean, Kawhi yeah. Leonard's extended his and time people twice. people rag on these guys. It's like, it's not your body. Everybody's body's different. I right. get AP came back after four months from an ACL injury, but the guy's also a genetic freak. Everybody's not built like Adrian Peterson. He talks man. about everybody in his family eats fast food and they all have six packs. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's not natural. It's not yeah. how it works. Exactly. If it was, we'd all we be much happier. Bet, we should have bet Kevin Herter in this game in the Atlanta and the Atlanta How's he revenge game. He already oh, has nine. Game. He's cooking. He already has nine. Yeah, letting, he already has nine. Letting Kevin cook. Oh, cave on, Red Velvet. <laughs> All right, we're back tomorrow. We got to get into some of the uh, early previews. I guess it wouldn't even be that early anymore now for national title game. It's Friday tomorrow. Friday for you. Friday for me. Not for us. So one day we're all back together, and now it's already broken up again. Eh, whatever. Hey, we had a good run. If you That's had the under two and a half shows, spend MGM tonight.